Well, hi everyone. We're back at the inter- at the end of the internet. It's right back from a nice holiday break. So it feels good to be back. Actually. Holiday break? You called two or three weeks uh, holiday break. Can you can you give the real truth of why we haven't been podcasting for the last three weeks? Yeah, um, we had a holiday break. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, okay, so I gave I gave you the opportunity to complain. New Year's Eve and the Three Kings holiday. Like, there's many holidays. The Three Kings holiday. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a holiday very known in Latin America. I believe it's January sixth or eighth. I can't remember in the top of my head. January sixth, eh? <laughs> that is yeah january 6 actually that is the holiday all right so i gave you the opportunity but in reality what really happened is that uh unfortunately jess participated in a super spreader event i did not um yeah she went up to wisconsin she participated in the largest apple bobbing contest um pioneer days that festival even- that doesn't even sound like a Christmas holiday. It sounds well, more like sun giving. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me either, but you're the one that did it. So <laughs> you went up to Butternut, Wisconsin to do this. There's like a huge vat of water, like thousands of people dunking their faces in it. And um, I'm pretty sure you uh, probably killed a few people there. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, you the reason you bring this up, because many people can go to the Guinness record and they can find my name as one of the best bopping head like female well, I'm glad you did you did well the, in it. the female best one but no this year unfortunately i did not have the opportunity to enjoy that event and i did not do that instead i stay home enjoying the holidays watching christmas movie instead of horror movies you're that talking was- awfully fast <laughs> so that's honestly the truth so we can actually start the podcast Wait, which is well, the reason, actually, reason we're here for I don't know, Jess. Maybe I, I feel like that's maybe a touchy subject. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Pushing it too far. Let's maybe take two. I, I got another idea that's maybe a little more PC. Okay. I I right. mean, I, this is. <laughs> no, no, this this, is no, no, no. Yeah, this is real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's restart. I'll count. I'll count us down again. All right. Three, one, two, one, go. Uh, hi. Welcome back. Um, hi. <laughs> at the end of the internet i bet many of our viewers have missed us so hi to everyone hi we, <laughs> so we just came back from a holiday break we we're very excited for our first uh, movie for our first movie from 2021 and my year resolution is for my co-host to not interrupt me every time i have an intro well yeah i but you know <laughs> you're just spewing lies here so i I gotta correct you. I'm sorry. We, you know, we have this trust with our audience. So, yeah. So, so the real reason why we've been gone for three weeks is, well, I guess I, I need to give you some background on this. So, like a couple months ago, Jess started like sending me all of these weird texts. Like, no weird. What? <laughs> yeah. Like she started sending like, oh, the storm's coming. Um, <laughs> then she started like texting me about these like reptile people in congress and i'm like okay <laughs> like you know you do you jess but you know, <laughs> i don't know and she she like sent me links to download this thing called parlor which i didn't do 
guess I'm <laughs> a bad thing. friend. But. Good thing, because then if not anonymous, we'll have all your your um, inf- info. So anyway, what what really happened is that uh, lo and behold, I was watching the news on uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday, January sixth, and I saw Jess storming the Capitol building. That is not true. In a full like <laughs> buffalo skin, she had like that is not true. She's waving the American flag. Not true. <laughs> I mean, you can deny it, but there's video evidence out there, and I'm sure our listeners the only, can find it. The only thing I was doing January 6th, not even, was celebrating the Three King um, holiday. Yeah, that and sounds I was... fake. I, and you sound, <laughs> you, you, you seem to be stumbling over your words. Uh, bit, I'm Jeff. stumbling over my words. So then we have what, almost like 100 views in our podcast? So 100,000 views? Exactly. That's what I meant to say. And I'm afraid that the, because of your lies, something's going to happen to me. So, well, no. I, well, okay. So that's why in reality, that's why I brought it up is to give you the opportunity to apologize <laughs> there's nothing in a public to, setting. There's nothing to apologize. And actually, I oh, there's nothing you. to apologize for. Okay. Okay. So I, I forgot to tell you what was my 21, 21 year resolution. 21, 21. <laughs> Are we going? <laughs> Wait, is is the new Q conspiracy that that we're gonna travel in time and skip this uh, oh, century? Okay, my twenty twenty one year resolution is not to be interrupted by my co-host. So, going forward, the real reason why we're here is to talk our first horror movie, um, the Tourist Trap, which is the name of the movie that we saw not (laughs) so yeah can i talk now yeah is it okay why oh i didn't want to interrupt you sorry oh funny (laughs) (laughs) okay so you've rejected your opportunity to apologize so let's move past that Um, it didn't happen disclaimer everything he said it was not true it's not funny it didn't happen so we are going to talk today about the tourist trap. Oh, yep. I'll have Craig scrub that intro. <laughs> um, the tourist trap is a 1975 film directed by... Who was, <laughs> who was directed by? <laughs> 79. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said five. I meant to say 79 if I said five. <laughs> Directed now by I just who? look like a dick. Well, you are one, so that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> My second 2021 resolution is just to tell people they're dicks that they are dicks. <laughs> so, Tourist Trap. Yeah, who's the director of this movie? Uh, director was David Schmoller, I believe. And may you tell the audience why you selected this movie for us to watch. I don't really know why I selected this movie. <laughs> Did you enjoy this movie? I think it, it's an enjoyable, uh, nice kind of, even though it wasn't the 80s, it was kind of like an 80s flavor or movie. Had some really weird elements and some oddities and thought it was entertaining. Thought it was, it was a very fun slash movie. So it's definitely one of my top favorite movies that we have seen for this podcast. So good job. So you, you, do you consider this a slasher? Like I'm, I'm being serious because I, it's kind of like on the edge. Like it, it is, but it's also got the supernatural stuff going on. And I will consider this. Uh, uh, I guess it's not a slasher because he always had a gun. He never. 
Yeah, but there was knives and axes and whatnot. I mean, yeah, that's a good fits, point. It fits the mold, but it's also got this weird supernatural like telekinesis element to it, which. Yeah, so the fun part about the movie is actually four topics. Um, number one, young adults' um, bad decisions. Number two, if the slasher or villain actually had magic powers or he was just a great mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> the, plaster fa- the plaster face, the 16th Amendment, and finally, if this is a Texas chain ripoff. That's good. I'm glad you fit, uh, you managed to get the uh, 16th Amendment in there. Um, I mean, I didn't. That fits the in movie line did. with. Uh... <laughs> I didn't. The movie did. All right. Are we gonna? Are we going down the list one by one? Or are we jumping around? Uh, well, you already talked a little bit about the magic power. So, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, there was multiple scenes of, you know, normally in these movies you get some guy with a knife or an axe or chainsaw or whatever, you know, taking down teens. But in this one, like you have that, but then you also have them dying in (laughs) supernatural ways. Like you've got axes going, knives getting thrown, wine bottles getting chucked at people's heads, you know, magically a scarf uh, tightens around somebody's neck. (laughs) Well, do you think he had magic power or or not? I think, but it, it wasn't, it's weird because it wasn't spelled out at all because usually these movies are like, oh yeah, this guy's a psychic. Like he's got these powers and it's just, it just kind of happens and you just kind of go along for the ride, um, which is cool. So there's a surreal element to it. And so interestingly enough, the director, David Schmoller actually went to, I think he studied in Mexico um, and he kind of ran around in the same group as like, um, Jodorowsky, who's a famous surreal Chilean director, and then Louis Bunuel, who is like the most famous uh, surrealist director. And so I think the, those elements kind of trickled into this movie where, um, you know, there's not a lot of explanation. It's like, oh, okay, he can move objects. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> well, at first, I did not know what was going on because, like you said in the beginning, it didn't really show the villain just stopped moving. So the only thing came into my mind was when one of the characters went into a room and everything started moving and mannequins started to show up and doing noises and stuff. I'm <laughs> like, oh, my God, he's so lucky. He just found it a haunted house from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had the fun house, haunted house feeling for sure. And yeah. Like it felt like a bad drug trip, but like, I don't know. I don't think that's really what was happening. I think it was this guy had special powers, which they never talked about. But that scene that you're talking about with the mannequins is like pretty cool because they're <laughs> like basically it's kind of cheesy at first where like a bunch of mannequins just pile on this character yeah. it's like oh no but then it like cuts <laughs> it cuts to like her laying on the ground with the there's like mannequins which are already over but now are just standing above her and then like the soundtrack's <laughs> like them like doing this kind of weird like moaning, moaning. or humming yeah yeah um, they were like singing to her so maybe so real, was, like freaking her out yeah so maybe real quick side tangent here. So the the score is kind of a love it or hate it score. It is, uh, uh, I think it was done by Pino Danaggio, um, who's 
uh, fairly well known. Um, I think he did a lot of De Palma's uh, scores. And so he actually, it was kind of a, I don't know if it was a coincidence, but I think the director lucked out in getting him. It actually costed them one sixth of their budget, which is insane for a score. Um, and I think the only reason he had it or he had uh, Pino was that he was acting as a translator on another movie uh, because he could speak Spanish because he studied in Mexico and that's how he nabbed him. But the score is like, like it's like a mix between cheesy, like almost like there's like a porn soundtrack. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see Or that. like some like kind of circus soundtrack and then it like immediately shifts tone. But there are moments in here that's really good. I was going to say, there's part of the soundtrack I really enjoy, and then there are other parts of the soundtracks that I didn't care for. Yeah, but one of the the one of the like really good parts to me of this soundtrack was that scene that you were describing with the mannequins that are like all talking, <laughs> and it's like, are these mannequins talking? Is this the score? Like, I... <laughs> no. What this like what this movie taught me was I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna be a business and entrepreneur and my business is just find random gas station and just create haunted houses where people are going to come in and they're going to experience haunted mannequin haunted houses without them paying or asking for the experience that sounds lucrative that sounds amazing it does well i mean (laughs) haunted houses are the best way to kill someone right like no, that's not what I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was just giving someone a good experience. I'm not killing them. I'm not, well, I'm wait, not. I think that would be amazing. Like you're just driving around some like rural road and then you see this like tourist trap place that you go in and then it ends up being a terrifying haunted house. I, I'd be down for that. I Yeah. And then after them experience such a horrific time, once they over, imagine the stress relief. Like you, when they continue their trip, they're like, yeah. oh, I made it through the... I know, I made it. Like, this is the best thing that happened in my life. Yeah. Let's so do it. I'm just being Are you going to torture these people? N- no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to brainwash haunted- them? <laughs> Have you been in a haunted house? Are you going to brainwash them? Are you going to no. make them download the parlor app? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Just a just a I'm, nice I'm, haunted house experience. I'm just gonna have a nice mannequin haunted house that will be like the mannequin will be hovering all of them and dropping on them. Yeah, exactly. So they're gonna have a, a great time. So going back to my original question, do you believe that he has magic power? Yes or no? I think he does. I think so too yeah it I, I think the options for me is he was like giving them some acid in their uh in the <laughs> beers that he kept pulling out of the, the the pepsi machine or that he had telekinesis and he could move objects with his mind the reason i believe that he ended up having magic power because it kind of told the the jerry one of the young adults that was captured by him that and also, um, not Lenny, Becky. Yeah, their names don't matter. Their names does matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, that his brother always make him wear a mask or didn't like him doing power. And he never understood why. So. Oh, he, he did would, say that? I don't remember yeah. that part. 
that, so and, so that Davy didn't like him doing like, magical stuff. Yeah, like his oh, brother didn't okay. like him doing magical stuff. So uh, okay, he, he was just misunderstood. He, in oh the wait, end, no, he, he, he no. wanted to be love. Was it? I think I remember. Was that was that the scene? The pla- maybe this is a good segue to the plaster scene, but yeah. Okay, so it was him as Davy saying that when he said his brother as Davy, he meant Mr. Slauson, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Because, like, he drops his keys and then he's got, like, the guy chewed through his, like, rope restraints, but then he just, like, chained him to the table again. And yeah. So, and so then he, like, saw him trying to grab the key to unlock his uh, handcuffs or chains, and then he moved it with his mind in, like, Davey a crazy, like, elf. Elvis mask or whatever he had on. Davy was teasing him, just moving the key slowly away from him. Yeah, so that's why, and like in the end. But I, I, I like the I like the fact that it wasn't ever. They didn't have like a monologue with him, like explaining the situation. It's just like, oh yeah, this dude owns a tourist trap he has split personalities and he can move things with his mind <laughs> yeah done also none of none of i keep calling them the young adults i feel <laughs> reminds me of a twilight uh novel I know. <laughs> woody elaine becky and jerry <laughs> um and some random girl that's tied to the table that like has zero backstory and just oh, like yeah. oh i got okay, lost so- and ended up here but <laughs> yeah. he has the best death of the movie uh, and Molly, I forgot about Molly, but um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We're, let's let's do the plaster scene because that's kind of where we're at. That was oh, I remember now. <laughs> okay, <up>. let's not. <laughs> <laughs> none of them were impressed that he can move stuff with his mind. Like none of them were like, "Oh my god," or like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Okay, this is part of our daily life. We're gonna die." And he can move stuff with his mind like yeah no they, one... they may be more focused on the uh the getting plastered until your heart explodes <laughs> or the uh, giant <laughs> shotgun that he carries around <laughs> yeah like no one cares about magic in this world like oh that's hey. a good point yeah like hey you just met someone that they can move stuff like you should like tell him like hey dude are you a superhero or are you a villain i don't know like no i agree this world's kind of lost some magic did I know. is that is that the reason why you uh you kind of went the q route i stop it no <laughs> a little magic in your life oh <laughs> not true anyway going forward um which we said he revealed that um his brother didn't like him doing magic in the scene of the plaster phrase which is Seth's favorite scene of the movie, so I'm going to describe it instead of letting him describe it. Okay. Maybe my second favorite. <laughs> what is your first? I don't know. It's between the opening scene and that one, but yeah, I think the plaster scene. I, I love that so, scene. Anyway, I'll take it from you. Yep. Um, so, just like he explained previously, there was this random girl that he took from the gas station, apparently, and it was her time to die and i guess he did mannequins by putting like what was the content yeah no so like that's another thing that's really weird it's like there's like there's a scene where there's like a real human being and then it's like oh no he's a mannequin he like rips his face off that's the main character whatever his name is one of the young adults yeah jerry but then it's like there's other mannequins that kind of look like characters it's never really explained if you know people get 
turned into mannequins or like they just get plastered over and they're just rotting inside their mannequins yeah then they, and then they can move and like yeah it's, it's weird it, i don't know it i guess did they do the a second movie where they explain more or <laughs> no this is it this is all you, this is all she wrote uh well the thing i learned like he pretty much plastered her face and did a whole spiel of how she's gonna die not because of loss of oxygen just because of the fear that's gonna explode her heart um oh so scary however are you like, being sarcastic <laughs> however did what i learned with the scene is like he's not really the pretty good at making um mannequins he just used humans i mean i can do that i can make mannequin if i have a human to put plaster on <laughs> you want to try it <laughs> yeah you want to mannequin me yeah and then i'll prove people how well i can define human um human beings if that's if that's my my way so that's a little tangent that i felt when i watched but i thought i thought that scene was like genuinely pretty frightening like i know it's kind of comical because he's just like slapping on cake batter to this person but, <laughs> yeah. but you've got you've got like i don't i don't think at this point we know that it's mr slauson it's still no, like it's oh he, it might be his brother that's doing this in this crazy like jaw hinged elvis mask and mm -hmm. then he's he's got this woman tied to a to a table and then he like belt her face in place so she can't move her head and then he just starts like caking on this plaster and then telling her like you know i think he offers her a shot first which i guess is nice but she yeah. she refuses it and then i guess it's nice before you, before you leave here take some alcohol <laughs> right in your haunted house in your tourist trap haunted house would you offer people shots before you killed them no or but made them I'll download parlor <laughs> no <laughs> just is getting very annoyed with me <laughs> i would let them um i'll have like a nice free water once they're done oh so they can keep themselves hydrated but i'll have two buckets like um one water is water bottle? no one is like water bottles and another one is water bottle with acid so which one which one would they get oh shit I know it's all part of the trip. Is that what you did to Nancy Pelosi? Oh my god! <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the plaster scene. <laughs> so, the reason why I like this is because he's just he's like killing them, and it's terrifying. Like getting getting plastered, not being able to breathe, would, and like dying of suffocation is awful. But like he's describing them. Oh no, you're not gonna die that way. It's actually like the terror and your heart is gonna like explode you know before you <laughs> even suffocate and I, I don't know that that's i took violet to i took biology and let me tell you that's not something <laughs> they taught me there all horror movies are very factual so that 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 gave me that was a disappointing scene for me yeah, you are actually, you are one to stick to the facts. Yeah, or actually, I haven't researched it, so I might be wrong. <laughs> you um, can try it. We can try it out. Let's find somebody. Let's find a random person and class. Let's just let's just do that. But the the reason why we end up knowing about the magic powers and the reason why we saw the plaster phase, it all came down to because this 
these kids always did bad decisions and bad decisions have consequences. I don't know. Like, did they have bad decisions? They went to, like, <laughs> I would go to the tourist trout. Like, there's oh, a friendly guy with a shotgun. I might say hello. That is not the bad decision. Oh, okay. <laughs> the bad decision is one, entry a home without, like, asking. They just felt like it. Okay. Two, yeah, yeah. um, wanting service in the gas station, entering in the, what it looks like a restaurant slash bar and which was empty and just keep going in inside the the house to find service. Yeah, when you have a flat tire, don't you like like (laughs) finding someone that was sleeping and then wanting to wake them up so you can have the service. And thirdly, um what would be the third bad decision? I don't know. I don't think that I think they were made sound decisions the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Although two, no, I'll, I'll pe- give you two two people enter um the house without um like one person like knocked the door and just walked in and another one person like went through the window just to figure out if her friends how we're having sex inside. <laughs> well the, the courtesy knock is okay. You just knock and go in. That's, that's yeah. how you do it. But the yeah, climbing on a rooftop like climbing a trellis and going into a stranger's <laughs> window yeah maybe i'll give you that one that's probably that a bad one decision. that one out of the three yeah oh and um looking for your friend and entering into a private um place a uh, property that's that's where i was looking for so like the capitol building <laughs> i guess that's public I don't know. Maybe that makes it okay. I'm not going to answer or <laughs> do to that conversation. So each one of them, I guess, except Molly, but each one of them did stupid decisions. Um, and each time they did those stupid decisions, they either got killed, about to get killed, or um, put themselves in a, in a position that, that will get them killed. So... I don't feel bad for any any of them for dying. Oh, I mean, that's harsh. this. Well, this. I mean, it's a movie, and also this teach people back in the days like be respectful. <laughs> be respectful. Be respectful. All right. Not- so the lesson you took about this uh, took from this movie <laughs> was be respectful. The lesson that I took from this movie is when you go to someone's neighbor, you knock, you hit the doorbell, you wait. If no one answers, you turn around, you go back home. Yeah, but what if you're like rolling a tire all the way across like the highway and you're about to die of dehydration? You gotta you you knock, <laughs> you hit the doorbell, and then you find another gas station. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is if people see this movie, not many people will go to my to my haunted house. But I guess that's okay. I have another bad decision. Um, maybe this is the third bad decision. So, fourth. you have a okay fourth. But I feel like you doubled up there because you like said breaking and entering, but then you also said the window scene. So, okay, fine. Third. <laughs> so, so, so if you're, if you have like a caravan of friends where one person's driving and then somebody else is following, the person ahead has a flat tire. I think it would make sense to maybe, I don't know, wait. 30 seconds until your friend pulled up <laughs> instead of taking off of your tire and just rolling it down the highway until you find a gas station six miles away. I don't know. That's, what maybe if that's just me. 
What if you're in that scenario and you hate the person that you're with? You wait those 30 seconds or you start walking away? Oh, yeah. Maybe it was fed up with uh, young adult number two, whatever. Her name um, was Elaine. Yes. Elaine. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and then the person that did Seth Dunn, I was going to say Seth Dumb decision. The person that um, did the that dumb decision was Woody. So okay. or I think decision. I I think he just he was just fed up with Elaine, in my opinion. Yeah, we've all been there. Am I right? Yeah, I'm in there right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so was it was it more of this? Don't do bad decision. <laughs> bad decisions are what is known horror movie. It gets you killed. Okay, so we where we where we left off, and we're back. Just had to go check our parlor app. Um, we're back. I don't know. We we finished up. <laughs> we finished up the plaster scene this and the is, bad decision is, scene. This is Jessica last episode. <laughs> like <laughs> Seth, keep this up. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Uh, we just talked about bad decisions. Oh, yeah. So we talk about bad decisions. Stop doing bad decisions, people. I think that this is reason why horror movies don't have people that are over 30 because they won't do dumb shit like this. Not true. <laughs> Super true. I don't, so, how old do you think these people are? Do you think they were actually young? I'm bad I think at ages. I might guess they were between 21 and 25. Okay. I guess I they look pretty young. Um, so kind Gary of might have been like 45. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was playing a 21 year old, <laughs> you know, basic Hollywood. Actually, thing. I, I think he was actually pretty young. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you sympathize with the villain in this movie? Do you feel bad for him or not? I don't know if this movie has a villain. So you do sympathize with him. <laughs> <laughs> he I, was killing people. <laughs> yeah, but he had mental issues. He, yeah. he he had a rough time. So his you know his his mechanism for making money, you know, went away when the high Destroyed. when a new highway was built. He uh he didn't have any family or friends. His brother slept, slept with, with his, his wife. wife. And he, he pulled out the, uh, oh, is that your 16th Amendment? Yes, he, he specifically told us the 16th Amendment, which was, I have the right to kill my family if they sleep with my wife. Straight up said that. <laughs> which is still something that we practice here in the United States. <laughs> no one has ever gone very, to jail for that. No one. Um, he was very specific to Molly, espresso, why he was lonely why he wanted love and etc and then he gave us that i feel <laughs> throughout this whole movie was this guy just like bringing the, the guys down like bringing all of them down like he will talk to them for a little bit and just tell them an awful story that happened in their in his in his life like are you kids having fun in my oasis i used to charge people 75 cents to go in there but you know <laughs> The highway got built, so no one comes in here anymore. The old passive-aggressive guilt trip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you love guys love my museum. 
Yeah, it's full of junk, but you know, no one comes here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was so insulting. Like the minute the minute I forget who it was, but one of the one of the Elaine. Women, yeah. Elaine, once they like saw his precious mannequins, they were just like, Oh, look at all this junk. She was famous. Yeah, that was very rude. That's why she died. It was she the first uh, to go? Okay, yeah. She uh she she got what she was coming. Yeah, if you call my shit junk, I'll kill you. That's the seventh thing I meant, man um yeah so, so i i do find him sympathetic i think so quick background mr slauson slash davy slash all of his uh his personality. uh personalities <laughs> was uh played by um chuck connors who was a fairly well-known actor definitely more well-known than anybody else in this movie um he was one of 13 people to play both professional baseball and basketball. I think that list includes Michael Jordan. So um, he transitioned into acting. Um, Just like Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have like a space jam, but yes. <laughs> Atlantis jam? <laughs> it's in the Atlantis and it's just about when it's, the Atlantis is sinking. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know if I got that one. <laughs> Why Atlantis? <laughs> yeah, Latin Jam. Like it's just well, the other one is Space Jam. They have to save, I think, the planet. Oh, this okay. one's Atlantis Jam. Underwater. They save, yeah, they have to save Atlantis, but obviously he did not win because there's no Atlantis. <laughs> I'm with you now. Are you taking acid? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean that makes sense to me now. You've got the unknown of space and the unknown of the uh, deep sea, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was. <laughs> I'll have what you're having. <laughs> I'm not having anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, he, uh, I, I think he's very charismatic. He, uh, I think he did a good job here, but he, he was kind of transitioned. I think it was late in his career. He, um, he kind of wanted to be reinvented as the villain um, in a lot of horror movies. And so I think that's why he took this part, but I don't know. He's, he's charming and uh, he did a great job. Yeah. He, he did a good job. The big plot plot, of, plot twist of this movie was um, he turned out to be both Mr. Slauson and Davey, which is considered to be his brother. Who could have um, seen that coming? Who knew that was going to happen? The classic psycho plot. <laughs> Let's steal from Psycho and then Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> so, um, so, which is kind of funny because throughout the whole movie, you can definitely tell the red sign as he keep opening up about his life. So... I was not surprised at all that he was the guy dressed constantly on a mask while he had tea parties with mannequins. Which that is scene. Kind of, oh. That was a great scene. Which when I was watching this, it made me wonder: after the pandemic, are people going to end up like putting um, mask on and hanging out with mannequins? You don't believe in the pandemic. I'm oh my god, I'm gonna leave the podcast. <laughs> we keep talking like this. Find another co-host. <laughs> Go to Reddit and find them. <laughs> What's a Reddit, Jess? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, skip dad. No, 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 no sorry, I ruined, I ruined your bit. You ruined that. <laughs> yeah, so. But it wouldn't be after the pandemic. It would be during. Like, I built my own mannequin room. Well, and that's who last, I converse with. 
Watching you is what reminds me of Mistress Lawson. So that's <laughs> this is more a question for you, for your inner self. <laughs> so you know the the good thing though is that when you have your mannequin room and you make them wear masks because we're in a pandemic, is that it's easier to impersonate their voices without people knowing because you can't see their uh, lips move because normally their lips do. would move right when you're talking to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. That didn't make so any this- sense. <laughs> I'm I'm just proving to the audience that you should be checking your life a little bit. But <laughs> thank you for the proof. <laughs> Tea so, time is four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> if any of them are late, they don't get any sugar. And they get plaster <laughs> on their face, and their mannequin heart burst, which finally ends with my favorite scene: was one of the young adults. Molly did escape and the way that the scene ended was her on the car almost crying laughing almost like obviously losing her mind with all her friends who were turned mannequin yeah which is I think a direct touch point into Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the the final girl losing her mind and laughing hysterically as she rides in the back of a truck um Mm -hmm. But yeah, it it's kind of funny slash surreal. Like I know, I, like I don't know if you catch it at first, but it's definitely like all of her friends turned into mannequins. And I know. She's just driving I, wish away. It, I wish there's a poster. That's definitely a poster. I want an epilogue of this. Like, do you think like she drove to wherever they were going, and then maybe she has <laughs> her own mannequin room where she's like talking to her friends? Every- <laughs> If I, I were making a sequel, I would do her losing her mind, setting up another tourist trap with her mannequin friends, and then being the new Mrs. Slauson. I agree to that. Um, however, she doesn't own a gas station, so yeah. how she would get people lured in into her home? She would pretend to be a Girl Scout cookie person, and people just want <laughs> cookies Scout instead. Cookie. They get slaughtered. <laughs> she could probably pull that off (laughs) just knock on the door that's why i think she can (laughs) like i want some mint like cookie what what are they called like yeah i want some mint chocolate peanut butter cook (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and you know what if you buy 10 packs you get to come for free to my uh my exhibit (laughs) my mannequin Buy 10 boxes and get one ticket free. <laughs> and then she just keep getting more mannequins for free. She learned the technique from the guy. Just kill someone and plaster their face and you have a new mannequin. So yeah, not that this hard. Was, this was an origin story. Maybe that's a, that's a reboot. Tourist trap reboot. There's a lot of reboot. The there's a lot of reboot happening nowadays. So we should create the script and just send it to some horror directors that can come true yeah the public wants it the public is demanding a tourist trap reboot yeah if you're listening to this episode if you want that reboot please leave it on the comment and then we will prove by the comment to hollywood that this should happen and they should just give in like 50 grand a budget that's all they need yep and half so. and, and half of that it'll go to the score which uh, jess will do herself <laughs> Uh, so finally, is this is a te- Texas Chain ripoff, or this was a Texas Chain inspiration? Which one you think? Yeah, I don't. I'm not a, like I don't 
I think this was original enough that I enjoyed it. I think it's like a touchstone to Psycho, obviously, with the mother slash brother, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre with that ending. Um, uh, I think it's homage. So the David Schmoller went to the same school as Toby Hooper, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so I think Hooper graduated a few years ahead of him. So he's definitely well-versed and well-known, uh, or he knew well what, you know, Hooper did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, you know, I, it's probably half of like, you know, if we do something similar, like it's going to get notoriety because that was a pretty popular movie. And then, you know, on the other half, maybe he, you know, respected Toby Hooper and wanted to kind of do a wink and a nod to him. <laughs> I respect you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to rip I off just, your ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I did something similar. <laughs> I I do agree with that. Um, once I saw, I saw the, the person entering the house without permission I went like oh my god another text texas chains movie but I did had a great a great time watching it so I'm happy with it you have a real thing against like not entering people's house without permission <laughs> I mean it's the courtesy knock like you know even you know you're just going to a random house you just knock and then you open it and be like hey is anybody here if they're not they won't answer I feel it's like I'm like the characters knock, walk in. They're like, oh my God, I'm dying. I found a serial killer. How'd this happen? And I'm like, you went into a home that was not even, <laughs> you don't even know who's the person living there. Obviously you found a, a fucking serial killer in the middle of nowhere. Wait, maybe maybe this is the question for you. So maybe we can end on this. So if, if they played by the rules and listened to Mr. Slauson and just saw his wax museum with his dead wife and whatnot, and said, ha ha, that's good. Like, can I fix your tire? And didn't go into the house. Do you think he would have killed them? No, I think if they given him 75 cents, do not call his museum junk, fix his car, they would have gone safely. I disagree, but. Yeah, if you do, don't do dumb decisions, there's no. Didn't he tie, didn't he tie Jerry up regardless of that? Like, he's like, oh, let me go fix your car. And then like. Gary, you, Gary, Jerry, whatever his name was, was tied up what, in the base. No, you know what happened with Jerry? <laughs> like, what I'm sure what happened was Mr. Slauson is like, hey, man, do you know about ca cars? And Jerry's like, yeah, I'm a man. I know about cars. <laughs> and then he's like, pass me the wrench. And he passed him like a hammer. And then he walk him with the hammer for lying. <laughs> that what happened to Jerry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. A little fun fact there behind the scenes. Uh <laughs> I Jerry did not probably, know shit. <laughs> yeah, he did. He really did not. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that wraps it up. I think we did a good job of uh, covering tourist trap. I guess I have well, one last question. Oh no, go ahead. If you've got no, something else. Seth, it's four p.m. It's time for your tea oh, party. Oh, tea time. Your, okay, tea I got to wrap up here. My mannequins are calling. Yeah, um, you're gonna be plastered by them if you don't go. <laughs> I got. I have one more question. Uh, do you consider a attempted coup to be a coup? Bye. <laughs> <laughs>